This is Pastor Andrea Ellis, and I just want to personally welcome you to the Destiny Faith Church podcast. I'm so happy you're with us today. I trust the word of God will inspire you. So please open your heart and enjoy the word. To it, to surrender to it, to defer to it, to acquiesce to it, to comply with it. We are bowing down to some things in this day and in this time. Society is forcing us, they're trying to force us to conform and to bow down to its agenda. Listen to me, we cannot bow, you have to stand strong. Bow the knee has reference to allegiance. What is your allegiance to? Some of us have more allegiance to so many different things. And don't get mad, sororities, fraternities, and different. Yeah, more allegiance to that than you have the thing of God. I'm not in a sorority or fraternity. I'm not mad that anybody that is in it is a cool thing to do and have that kind of camaraderie. But make sure that your allegiance is not toward a thing, anything in the heaven, anything in the earth, and anything in the water more than it is to God. I just read what the Bible says. This is Exodus chapter 20. Today we have to show our allegiance to the lordship of Christ. The lordship. I pledge my allegiance to Christ. I can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting a different result. The principle of the whole lesson is we've got to shatter patterns. We've got to dismantle the patterns that we have been using sometimes for generations. Some things we inherit and some things we're leaving as an inheritance to our other, our, 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 our children and our children's children. What are those things that are in you that are robbing from you that you haven't killed it in your generation? You've got to kill it in your generation. Otherwise, listen to me and hear me really, really clearly. The next generation, it gets stronger. The next generation after that is going to be even stronger. Wherewith you have the capacity to shatter the pattern. I can't keep showing up with a straight face doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and then begging God for a different result. I can't keep doing the same thing over and over and over again and begging God, God, take it away from me. You're playing tug of war because he's been trying to take it away from you, and you keep holding on to it. When you're shattering patterns, you have to be willing to let some things go. And when you, can I be transparent? Can we just talk for a moment? When you let things go, sometimes there's a moment of uneasiness. Because when you let go, it's like a moment you let go, but you haven't grabbed on to nothing else. So it's little uneasiness with it. But you have to be able to walk by faith and not by sight and trust the word of God and trust the one that brought you out is able to sustain you. The one that brought you out is able to help you. The one that brought you out can undergird you and give you the divine support that's added to your human effort. Am I making faith to anybody? Has anybody's cell phone ever crashed before? And the whole, I'm the only one whose cell phone crashed? Well, I talk about myself then since I'm the only one whose cell phone, me and Larry. 
So me and Larry, when our phones crash, you got the whole cell phone in your hand, and you ordinarily can do all kind of stuff with the, with the tap of the finger. But when a thing crash, everything goes black. You got to turn off, turn off what you used to hold on to. And then turn it on again. But in that limbo place, while the screen is still black and you're waiting for the apple to come back up, you can't do the things that you used to do. Neither can you do the things that you want to do now. But you got to be able to trust that when this phone comes back on, it's going to operate properly. When I shatter patterns, I'm demolishing and I'm dismantling these patterns. Now I'm here and I'm vulnerable because I've never been in this spot before. I'm trusting the new, but while I'm here, I've got to trust God in the now because faith is always now. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. That sounds like a scary place. Never been there before. Don't like to go there. The whole thought of it sounds intimidating. But the songwriter says, I got to walk through it. He says, I'm not alone when I'm going through it because God is with me. In these vulnerable moments, when you've shattered the pattern and you've told other people that I've shattered the pattern, but you, 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 you're free from it, but you're not completely delivered, you feel like you can make it, but you still have some affinity toward the thing that was robbing from you, that's when my, my mama would say it this way. That's when you have to hold on to God's unchanging hand. You've got to trust God in the not knowing moments. I'll say it again. You have got to trust God in your not knowing moments. I don't know what it's going to be like not being able to do what I've always done before. I don't understand what that life looks like because I've always done it. And what you always do is what you will always do until you decide to do something different. This word repent, I'm just talking today. This word repent has reference to turning the other way. You turn your back toward the thing that brought you tears, that brought you agony. Or, listen to me, it may have brought you pleasure, but it brought everybody associated with you pain and agony. Come on, you got to be willing to shatter patterns that destroy your family and destroy your marriage and destroy your loved ones, destroy your peace of mind, destroy your finances. Come on, can I just talk for a few minutes? Let's just talk about, oftentimes in church we don't like to talk about real deals in church, but most people, I'm not going to take a survey, most people have been exposed to pornography. And this is what they told me about pornography, because i never seen it, thank God, because curiosity killed the cat, and I was curious, but I never went on and did it. I was curious to see what the hype was. But listen to me, I'm being real transparent, I already know I have addictive behaviors, I already know that there is addiction in my gene pool. So I'm the last person that needs to dabble into something that can have a stronghold over me. 
So I'm told that when you're minding your own business, the picture come or the, the song or something just come, you're minding your business because that thing is trying to make you bow. It's trying to make you submit. It's trying to make you succumb. It's trying to force you to get back to what you have experienced before. Come on, I'm not condemning anybody. I'm just using that because that's the topic of conversation today. I like to talk about food because don't nobody get mad when you talk about food, but let's be real today. Let's be real in here today since I only got a few minutes on the clock. So I might as well be real with those few minutes that I have. We could talk about food and hee-hee and ha-ha and laugh behind it, but let's talk about the real nitty-gritty. Are you listening to you minding your own business, you're just having time with your family, with your child, with your husband, with your wife, in church, and then that thing comes to your, your head like that? That is a stronghold of the devil. Let me take you over to Matthew because I need to build my case. Matthew chapter 12, I believe. Are y'all getting anything out of it? I'm, t- I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. I've lost my mind, but I, I needed to lose my mind because the way that I thought about things were robbing from me. Has anybody ever, you look back to the way that you thought about some things, and you say, well, I was thinking some crazy thoughts. That wasn't even, it doesn't even make sense. And you have shamed yourself of how you used to think. Let's go over to Matthew chapter 12. I wish I would come in here with me and be real with me today. Uh, Matthew 12, I think it's 29. Okay, no, that's not the one I wanted. Let me try 44, 43. Here it is right here. Matthew chapter 13. I'm just dropping principles. Never take the word of a preacher unless he or she could qualify it with scriptures from the word of God. I'm qualifying the statements that I made. God said, don't forget, I'm the one that brought you out. Don't have any other gods. No, nothing in the heaven, in the earth, or under the earth. Don't make no graven images. Don't do any, don't bow the knee to any of these things. Now, let's go over to Matthew. That was Old Testament. Let me bring you to New Testament. Matthew chapter 12. I'll start at 43. I'm about to let you go because y'all don't like this. This is this, this one to get real. When people get real quiet and start staring, looking up and down, they don't really like it. It's okay. You're going to love me. And you, and you, and you. You're going to love me. Okay. 43 says, when the unclean spirit is gone out of a man, he walks through dry places seeking rest and findeth none. So the unclean spirit actually did leave. Then it was trying to find someplace else to stay and couldn't find a place. You understand that the devil is a hobo. He doesn't have nothing, don't own nothing, so he's always looking to, to freeload and just have a, 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 be a squatter in your mind and in your life. 44 says, then he says, I will return to my house from whence I came out of. I'll go back to where I came from. The where I came from was nice and warm and comfortable. I was cast out, but I liked that place. It was warm and it was inviting, and I felt at home there. He said, I'll go back to the ho- my house. I'll go back into my house. He felt like it was his home, like he had a right to be there. Let me say something right here. I'm going to take a side journey. Did you know when an unclean spirit or whatever it is in you that is robbing from you is cast out of your life, the devil will walk back up on you and contest his right to be there? And you have to remind him, I've already been set free. I've already been delivered. I've already shattered the pattern. And this time will be 
different. Come on, you've got to talk back to things that try to rob you. You've got to remind yourself that this is the year that God has promised me better. And God has promised me greater. This is the year that God said he would astonish me. This is the year that God said that there will be blessings on the hill of blessings. Have you ever been walking in a store, maybe your kids have the shopping cart, and they run over your hill? That's how the blessings are. The blessings are running over. You can't even get away from the blessings fast enough. Are you listening to me? This is your year. This year will be different, but you've got to do something. You've got to shatter some patterns. You have to put some human effort to it. And when you add human effort, God gives you divine support to help you so that this time will be different. He says, I will return to my house from once I came out. And when he has come, when he comes back, to look at the house that he came from, this is talking about the evil spirit, he findeth it empty, swept, and garnished. That sounds like a good thing, right? Empty, swept, and garnished? But let's stop and rethink that. Think about a squatter. You put a squatter out, you fix all the windows, you put the carpet, the, the copper back on the pipes, you fix the windows, you fix the doors again. You put the electricity back on. Then the squatter comes back and he looks in the window and says, ooh, yay, they fixed this up real nice for me this time. That is how the evil spirit is. He'll come back and he'll see, woo, what a work has been done here. Let me go back. Let's read what it says. It says, uh, he goeth and he taketh with himself seven other spirits. So first it might have just been lust, now it's incest, this molestation. It's, it's seven other spirits more wicked than the first one. And the Bible says the last state of the man is worse than the first. This is where the devil begins to tell you that you're just wicked and no good. You're just nasty and low down. No, you were created in God's image and in God's likeness, and God has not changed his mind about you. You are still in God's image. You are still in God's likeness. You have to remember that. Remember God, the first thing he had to remind him, he said, I brought you out. Don't have no other guys before me. Nothing in there. Come on. He had to go back and remind them. And I'm here today to remind you. Don't let the things that are in you rob you from your better, from your greater, from being astonished, from blessing on a hill of blessings. Don't let the devil rob you from your next level. The Bible says the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. That word order comes from the word ordain. God has some things that he ordained to be in your life before the foundation of the world. When God created you, he looked at you and he said, that's good. That's a masterpiece work right there. God has great and lofty dreams and plans for you. You just have to get a revelation 
Don't let the devil rob you of God's best. John 10.10 says, The thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. That means this is no game. Come on. This is no joke. While we he hen and ha han, at the end of the day, he's literally trying to steal from you, to kill you, and destroy every hope, every dream that you've ever had. The fight is on. And we fight the good fight of faith. Why is it a good fight? Why do we win? Uh-huh. Because we got to put some effort to it. We don't win by just saying, we win. We win is when we put the effort to it. We put the effort to it when we feel like it and when we don't feel like it. We don't always feel like it. And have you ever noticed how the enemy comes or how the thing that is stealing from you comes at your moment of vulnerability? Begin to look at the triggers. I'll say my Krispy Kreme story because we like food stories. I was shopping, minding my own business, Krispy Kreme, light blaring, hot donuts now. We all, have anybody ever had a Krispy Kreme before? So you know my, you understand my dilemma. I decided to drive past the Krispy Kreme because I've been in a battle over my weight for a long time. I have some really good times and then I have some really not so good times. It's nothing for me to lose 10 pounds, and then gain 13. So I've had, come on, I'm being transparent with you. This was a real battle for me. I'll be in the gym for nine months, and then I'll be out for six months, and up and down was just the up and down battle for me. But this time is going to be different. I'm putting human effort to it with divine support, and then I got people that I'm accountable accountable to. Anyway, back to my story. I drove past Krispy Kreme and oh God, I felt so good about it because that was really a victory because I had a sweet tooth going on that day too. And I could have ate about two or three Krispy Kremes quick, fast, and in a hurry. Are you listening to me? I went on about my day, forgot about it, never thought about it again until I was gravely disappointed. Something happened in my day and I was so upset that day. I was frustrated, and I was like, I'm just getting ready to go get me some Krispy Kreme. And the Lord spoke to me, and he said, why would you do that? You had victory over it when everything was going well. But the moment you got discouraged, the moment you got disappointed, with a straight face, you're going to go back to what you drove past earlier today? I had to swallow behind that. Because it just made sense. And I hope it makes sense to you today. Those things that we, we have days that we could go without cussing anybody out. Right? But then it's that one day, thing after thing after thing after thing, and you remember every curse word you ever heard in your whole life. And begin to scroll together some new ones. What happened? When everything was going well, you have victory. But it's the moment that things didn't get, weren't easy any longer, you go back. Every time you resist, you get stronger. 
say it again. Every time you resist, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee. You get stronger. But every time you cave into it, every time you give in, you get weaker. That thing gets a stronger grip on you. Come on, I like my freedom. I like living in a free nation. I like to go and come when I want to go and come. I'm glad I don't have to hide under a bush trying to read a half a piece of scripture. I like my freedom. Come on, think about the thing that is in you that is robbing from you. You have maybe weeks and months of victory. Then what trips you up? I was talking to someone the other day. And when we talk about shattering patterns, it's not always the big things, the big lofty things, drugs and pornography and cussing and fornication. It's not always those things. Sometimes it's the little bitty foxes that destroy the vine, tear the vine straight up, destroy the vine. If the vine is destroyed, how am I going to get fruit? Little foxes destroy the vine. This week, I want you to begin to analyze what are the little foxes. All right, off the rip, we can think of all the big stuff. But now, I want you to be reflective and think about the small things the little things, the little nagging things, the little needling things, the things that if you didn't look for them, you wouldn't see them. The little things that if you didn't address, nobody would ever know. Have you ever got a fruit fly in your kitchen? Oh my God, those things multiply so quickly. It's easier to destroy them when it's only one or two. Come on, I know ain't nobody going to say nothing about no cockroaches, but (laughs) if you know somebody that might have known somebody down the way that ever had cockroach, when you see one, you better know behind them walls there's some eggs and there's some other ones. Come on, come on. Kill the first one. Destroy it while it's small. Look at the little foxes that destroy the vine. Am I making, I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to give us something to think about. What, what are we bowing the knee to? I bowed the knee to Krispy Kreme way more times than I should have. But it may, maybe it wasn't just Krispy Kreme because then this is, let's, can, can I talk real in my last few seconds? Let's talk real, just talk real. Instead of big Krispy Kreme, it's just, I didn't meal prep. I didn't get stuff together. So I justify and say, well, I have to eat. Y'all ain't going to say nothing. I have to eat. Yeah, but you don't have to eat a whole pizza. You don't have to eat three Big Macs and two large fries. You don't have to have a shake. And what's those things when they turn it upside down? Those, those flurries. They turn, the blizzard. They turn it. You, you had to eat. You didn't have to eat a blizzard, though. Can we be real? Just over the next couple of days till I come back and give you some more. Just think about, let's think about those things. Because we begin to justify things. 
I, we didn't have kids church today, so I can't say what I'm going to say. So I'm going to come back on Thursday. I like to talk to grown people about grown stuff so we can really get a revelation and we can make some adjustments. I'm not making faith to anybody, but y'all know where. <laughs> Let's analyze. On the last time that I was ministering, I said, what is your why? I left you with a thought. What is your why? What is, what is that thing that, that, why? Why do I want to shatter this pattern? Why do I want to destroy these little foxes, especially the little foxes that I enjoy? Why? What is your resounding why? What is the thing that would compel you to do it? Maybe it's your children. I don't want to, all of my craziness to go down to my next generation. I destroyed it this generation. There are things that I inherited from the other generations. And for various reasons. It wasn't necessarily that the other generations said, stop skipping, I'm going to just let her have it. It's not necessarily that. Maybe they didn't take their wherewithal, or maybe they thought that they couldn't do it. They thought that they couldn't. But I know I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You can shatter any pattern, any pattern. You can destroy any pattern and establish a new one through Christ that gives you the strength to do it. Now, the deal is, when we try to do it on our own, we're going to always wind back up the same place because disappointments and discouragements come. But when I trust God to give me that divine help that I need, he'll talk to me in my moment of weakness just like I was at the place. And I said, I'm getting ready to go to Krispy Kreme. God spoke to me. God rescued me. He said, why would you do that? And here's the thing. He didn't say, thou shalt not eat Krispy Kreme. It wasn't a loud, scary voice. He simply said, why would you do a thing like that? He said, you had victory when everything was going well. Now that you're disappointed, you're going to go back? to the same thing that you drove past earlier? That was the voice of God giving me divine support to aid my human effort. Now, here's the deal. I heard the voice. It made sense to me. But with a straight face, I could have went straight to Krispy Kreme and said, at least I got to eat something. Or this is my last time. Well, today will be my last Krispy Kreme. No, I took that help. I took that help that day. It made sense to me. I felt it in my shine, in my heart. I knew that this was the help that I needed to get me to the next level. Shattering patterns is not always easy. Listen, but establishing new ones is not always easy either. But when I show up with my human effort, God will give me the divine grace and the divine help that I need. Remember what I read in Exodus. God delivered you. That doesn't mean that thing is not going to knock at the door again. It doesn't mean that you won't desire that thing again. That means you recognize the thing that is calling to you. And as it calls to you, you can tell it no. And you keep on telling it no until it becomes human nature for you to tell it no. Does that make faith to anybody? I know I'm not crazy. Insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result 
We're shattering patterns in here today. And this time will be different. Every head bowed, every eye closed. I trust that word blessed your life. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. Don't forget to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram. And I want you to know that at Destiny Faith Church, we're more than a church. We're a family.